familiar? If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. Breastfeeding a newborn often comes with its own set of challenges like sore nipples, sleepless nights, and a complete lack of schedule. Add a toddler to the mix and life can seem to be pretty crazy. Today we'll be discussing how to manage a toddler while breastfeeding a newborn. This is The Boob Group, Episode 8. Breast milk, it does a baby good. Silly daddy, boobs are for babies. I make milk, what's your superpower? If my breastfeeding offends you, put a blanket over your head. Dairy diva, don't be lactose intolerant. Nursing nature's own breast enhancement. Meals on heels. Whoever said there's no use crying over spilled milk, never had to pump. Breast milk, all udders are inferior. Whatever your point of view, we're here to support your breastfeeding goals. We're the boob group, because mothers know breasts. Welcome to The Boob Group, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. I'm your host, Robin Kaplan. I'm also a certified lactation consultant and owner of the San Diego Breastfeeding Center. At The Boob Group, we're your online support group for all things related to breastfeeding. Wondering how you can become involved with our show? Please send us your comment or suggestions through our website, theboobgroup.com, or call The Boob Group hotline at 619-866-4775. Also, join our conversation on our Facebook page. Do you love our shows and want to help support them? Consider making a donation to the Boob Group. Any amount is greatly appreciated, and if you are feeling especially generous and donate over $50, we will personally thank you on our show. We're all volunteers here, and your contribution helps us pay for operating costs needed to produce great shows for you week after week. Today, I'm joined by three fabulous panelists in the studio. Ladies, will you introduce yourselves, please? Sure. My name is Keegan Sheridan. I'm a naturopathic doctor and natural food and lifestyle expert for a major cereal company. I'm 35, and I have two children who are 17 months apart. I'm Valeria Currier-Velasquez. I am 26 years old and am now a stay-at-home mom. I have two daughters that are a little bit short of 19 months apart. And I'm Sunny Galt. Um, I'm actually the host of our sister show called Preggy Pals, which is all about pregnancy. So that's what I do for a living. And I have two children. One just popped out two and a half weeks ago. <laughs> and so this topic is right up my alley <laughs> because I have a toddler and a newborn. And how far apart are they? And they are 21 months apart. Okay. And this uh, topic is very near and dear to my heart as well because um, my boys are 15 15 months apart. So we were definitely dealing with this issue um, when my second one decided to show up. Sound familiar? If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, 
I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. Before we get started with today's topic, here's Lara Adello talking about ways to overcome societal booby traps. Hi, Food Group listeners. I'm Lara Adello, a certified lactation educator, the retail marketing manager at Best for Babes, and owner of Mama Pear Designs. I'm here to answer some of your most common questions about how you can achieve your personal breastfeeding goals without being undermined by cultural and institutional booby traps, such as Why do only half of hospitals help moms initiate breastfeeding in the first hour after birth? Let's start with our baby's very first feeding. Research from as far back as the 1970s has shown that timing of the initiation of breastfeeding is important, preferably in the first hour. It's such a special time that some have dubbed it the magical hour. The evidence is strong enough that initiation of breastfeeding in the first hour was made one of the 10 steps to successful breastfeeding. In CDC surveys filled out by hospitals for 2009, only 51% reported that greater than 90% of healthy full-term breastfed infants initiate breastfeeding within one hour of uncomplicated vaginal birth. This is up from 44% in 2007, but the current percentage, only half, shows that we have a long, long way to go. The lowest numbers are in the southeast and southwest regions of the country, with rates of 39 and 43% respectively. And the West had the best rate at 59%. Wondering what the 10 steps say about the timing of the initiation of breastfeeding after a cesarean birth? Well, to comply with this step, in the case of a cesarean birth, babies are to be placed skin to skin in their mother's arms within a half an hour of their mother's ability to respond to them. The rate of compliance with this practice isn't measured by the CDC surveys. If you're planning a hospital birth, don't let this magical hour get lost. Include your wishes in a birth plan that also has details about breastfeeding and make sure to discuss your plan with your labor and delivery care persons. A special thank you to Tanya Lieberman, IBCLC, for writing the Booby Trap series for Best for Babes. Visit www.bestforbabes.org for more great information about how to meet your personal breastfeeding goals and my business, www.mamapairdesigns.com for breastfeeding supportive wearables. And be sure to listen to The Boo Group for fantastic conversations about breastfeeding and breastfeeding support. Today on The Boob Group, we're discussing the challenges of breastfeeding a newborn when you already have a toddler. When my son Ryan was born, my older son Ben was only 15 months old. I felt like my breastfeeding hiccups were somewhat exacerbated since I wasn't able to sit and figure out things as well as I had when I just had one child. So ladies, how did you feel when you first found out you were pregnant and were still in the baby stage with your first? Well, um, my biggest problem was that... I had horrible morning sickness and a very, very rambunctious little 12-month-old. So it was really hard that I couldn't just lay and nurse my my morning sickness. I had to, you know, 
chase her around. So that, that was really hard. And I definitely had a stage of mourning. <laughs> a different type of mourning. A different right? type of mourning. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think for me, it was a little bit different because we tried so hard to get pregnant with Sayer, my firstborn. And when we found out we were pregnant, we were just ecstatic. And so going into a second pregnancy, we didn't think we were going to get pregnant. I mean, it, it was literally, I thought I was going to have to, you know, call up the fertility doctor again and get on all the pills and do all the shots and all that fun stuff. And so um, we were just kind of having fun. And <laughs> lo and behold, you know, I take a pregnancy test and I'm like, are you kidding me? Um, so for me, I think, you know, more so than the rest of the ladies, I wasn't overwhelmed. I was just ecstatic because I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe my body was able to do this. I mean, I literally thought this was going to be months and months of going through all of this again. So I might be a little bit different than everyone else. How did you prepare your toddler for this new baby? You know, I don't know that I did any real preparation. I mean, you know, my kid's really young. I mean, Sayer is, you know, 21, 22 months. And, um, you know, so he was obviously younger than that when I was, you know, pregnant. And so I don't think he really understood. He didn't really know what was going on. And I really kind of wrestled with that. I was like, well, you know, should I do any kind of preparation for this? But, you know, I mean, I'm just trying to get the kid to pick up his toys. You know, <laughs> try, try. I mean, he understands mommy's belly is growing and, uh, you know, like I'll lift up my shirt and whatever, you know, and uh, have him kiss my belly or whatever. But he, he didn't really get it. Absolutely. I mean, there was no way that we could even prepare Ben because he was seven and a half months when I got pregnant with Ryan. And so, um, yes, we have pictures of him, you know, holding my belly and everything. And we just laughed at them. Like, <laughs> there's no way you have any idea of what is about to rock your world. Uh -huh. And it's so funny when we came home from the hospital with Ryan um, and we introduced Ben to his brand new brother all the pictures are you know ben trying to poke ryan's eyes out and ben <laughs> putting his fingers in ryan's mouth because it was like oh i have this doll that's alive in my house right and so um and for nursing i mean we actually stopped or i stopped nursing ben when he was about seven months old which ironically i became pregnant two weeks later <laughs> um and so um I don't think he had any memory of nursing at all. So I didn't find that there was any jealousy um, with the whole nursing aspect. And actually, he pretty much ignored Ryan um, until Ryan started to crawl. So there really was no preparation done on our part either. Yeah. I did find that um, I really had to kind of establish a breastfeeding routine way more the second time around because I did have this toddler who was essentially all over the place. And although our house was baby-proofed, um, it definitely was a different sense of how to get nursing off to a great start. Um, what did what did you do to establish this breastfeeding routine in the beginning? Um, you know, a lot of it was just trial and error, and I still feel like I'm so new in the process, just trying to figure everything out. Um, I do find that I have to take care um, of Urban, you know, my newborn first. You know, I, I feel like... He's going to cry no matter what, and there's nothing I can do to to remedy that. So I, I need to um, feed him first before I, I tackle the toddler, you know. Um, usually I can kind of, you know, kind of pacify the toddler with, you know, mommy will be right there, and he understands more, right? Um, but as far as breastfeeding, like a routine goes, um, obviously yeah, I try to make sure, like when I get up in the morning, you know, feeding the newborn is the first thing that I pretty much do, even before my eyes are really open. <laughs> you just, you know, stick the, stick the baby on the boob. Um, and then, um, you know, he really just feeds on demand. The more I try to plan out my day, the more my day gets interrupted. 
Absolutely. And I, I think I found as well that um, there there was no scheduling because everything was the Ben show, you know, <laughs> okay. my my older child. And so um, Ryan learned how to feed on the fly all the time. We were nursing in the car. We were nursing at the park. We were just we were nursing everywhere. I mean, I remember the first time I had breastfed Ben in public was when he was about six weeks old. Ryan, I remember exactly where it was. It was in a restaurant. <laughs> we were getting brunch and he was 10 days old and we were sitting and he started kind of squawking a little bit. And I'm like, all right, here we go. <laughs> and, and he wasn't a great nurser either. So it wasn't like, I, you know, we had gotten off to this fabulous start, but it was just, I think the second one learns how to kind of go with the flow a little bit more because it's not all about that child. And, um, for me, I didn't necessarily set up a routine, but what I did do was, Actually, a little bit opposite of yours. Mine was I had to satisfy the toddler first because I figured the the infant I could kind of walk around, kind of keep them mm. pacified a little bit. But my toddler was like, me, 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 me. Like, yeah. I need this now. So we had a box of toys that he could play with, like that were only set up for when we were when I was nursing. And yeah. so they were like his special toys or special snacks that I knew that would be safe and I wouldn't be giving the Heimlich maneuver, you know, while yeah. I was trying to breastfeed. Um, and so once I got him set up we spent a lot of time on the couch and in the living room just kind of hanging out um he became a very big fan of the wiggles <laughs> that's what i know <laughs> my, my son's exploring dora a lot right yeah, now <laughs> exactly like tv you know i thank you sesame street <laughs> yeah exactly like it just kind of had to happen because it kept his attention he enjoyed it and then i didn't feel like it was building this jealousy because he was able to have something that only occurred while I was nursing Ryan. And so it was something that he looked forward to. Like, okay, mommy's got to feed the baby. Let's go watch the Wiggles. <laughs> and he was like, woo, all excited. And he had his little snacks. He sat in this huge Elmo chair okay. and he was just all set up. And so that way, you know, I could focus on my younger baby and my older baby was seemed pretty content. So the one thing I found that I did have a little bit of trouble with, though, is when we were at home, if uh, Ben decided that the Wiggles weren't super interesting at that time, <laughs> he would start getting up and just, you know, finding his way somewhere else around the house. So what have you kind of encountered that as well and having to kind of stand up walking around and nursing urban while you're chasing after Sayer? Yes, I've invested a lot of money in those baby gates <laughs> to try to contain them to one room. Um, but sometimes that just doesn't work. Sometimes, um, you know, Sayer will just start crying. I, I think I've yet to fully master what to do with that. Um, and we actually just moved and we're in um, a new house and it's more of an open floor plan. So there's a lot less containing going on. So it's more managing and, and hoping my, my, my baby proofing skills <laughs> are pretty good. Um, but yeah, I mean, so many times, you know, your toddler has some sort of meltdown and you're trying to breastfeed. And, you know, I, I too, you know, have become pretty good with like balancing the newborn with one arm and, you know, trying to tackle my toddler with the other arm, you know. I love the wrap, the um, carrier idea you were talking about. Um, that's something, you know, whether you're breastfeeding or you just have to manage your toddler while you're taking care of your newborn, that's something that I really need to explore. I have I have a couple different carriers, but I'm always nervous about, you know, the, the newborn because they can't really defend themselves that well and I'm just so nervous it's going to be like attack of the boob you know they're not going to be able to like breathe or whatever but I think you know the more and more moms I talk to I think um, a lot of them do use some sort of carrier to solve this problem absolutely I just found it so helpful because no matter where we were you know because 
Ben was obviously walking around and trying to explore everything. At least Ryan, I mean, if, if he would have been in a stroller, I would have had to constantly walk away from him. And that would have made me really anxious. Um, I'm not a super anxious mom, but at the same time, I don't want to leave my newborn son at one corner of the park while I'm chasing after my older son. So um, the carrier was just so incredibly helpful because... You know, I could, he was always on me, but also he slept in that thing. Oh my goodness. It was like the baby whisperer. And so, um, you know, I could really actually spend, I actually wore it in the house a lot too, because I could spend more time with my toddler while my infant was sleeping on me. And so that way we had a lot of, you know, it, enjoyable time together. Um, but I knew that my younger son would actually stay asleep longer because he was so warm and cozy in there. So definitely that yeah. would be my recommendation for something to try. Um, and then just baby pooping. <laughs> baby pooping. <laughs> that happens too. <laughs> exactly. Um, baby proofing the heck out of your house because that that's just, you know, there are going to be times where your older child will use it as an advantage that you're sitting there on the couch kind of sedentary and he, you know, at least if he's curious, like my little guy and sounds like your little guy as well, um, they're going to be like, sweet, it's time for me to check out this big house that I've been waiting to kind of check out. Right. So the baby proofing was just huge for us as well. So that way I knew at least if he kind of found his way outside of the room we were in, um, there was pretty much he probably couldn't hurt himself or drink Drano or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. The Drano thing. And then also just making sure that, uh, you know, your front doors, anything that leads to the outside is is extra baby proof. Oh, yeah. Didn't you just have that happen? Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's a story in itself. But yeah, essentially my newborn or my newborn that'd be interesting my toddler just locked me out of the house and uh, I didn't even know he could uh, deadbolt a door but apparently not only can he do that but he can do that in like 0.5 seconds so that's always good to know well fantastic when we come back we'll be discussing tips for breastfeeding your newborn in public while keeping an eye on your toddler we'll be right back all right so we're back uh, one thing I recall about the first year after Ryan was born was that it was still the Ben show, essentially, that, you know, Ryan fed and napped on the go much more than Ben did as an infant um, because Ben was in charge. I mean, he had a personality and we needed to make sure that he got his energy out. And um, so did you find that you were nursing in public sooner with your second, maybe than your first? Because I, I definitely found that we were doing that. Much sooner. Um, the park, the trees have all seen me nurse. <laughs> um, yeah, I would, you know, we were at the park a lot just because I felt, you know, Olivia was happier when we weren't home. And Mila, like you said, you know, it's the Olivia show. Mila was just kind of along for the ride. So, yes, <laughs> definitely a lot of nursing outside of the house. Yeah, same for me, too. I, I, well, I guess the thing that was really different is with the first one, like, I had the cover, you know, that you put over to kind of shield yourself. The and, udder cover? Or yeah, whatever. yeah. There's a bunch of different names. Yeah. I don't even know where that thing is. Mm -hmm. I didn't even bring it out for the second one. I had all these, like, special shirts that were, like, to, uh, no, none, none of that. <laughs> I think part of it was I was just a lot more comfortable um, breastfeeding, but also just my feelings about breastfeeding have evolved so much. I'm so much more comfortable being a breastfeeding woman that I just do it wherever. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think the only thing that really changed for me is that I wasn't looking for a place to do it in private. Um, so even if I was outside, I would be kind of shielding myself somewhere. Now I'm right on the picnic bench right by the toys nursing. Like, mm -hmm. hey, we're all parents here. <laughs> if you guys have a problem with it, then, you know, that's really your thing to own, not yeah. mine. And yeah. 
you know, I'm moving forward. So how about you, Sunny? Have you ventured into that yet? You know, not so much, not so much out in in regular public. But one thing I did notice, and I know this isn't out in public, so to speak, but I did have a C-section. So I was in the hospital for a few days afterward. And I, I kind of felt very empowered by the fact, you know, people are always coming into your room after you have a baby and they've got to check this on you and they got to check this on the baby. And I pretty much just went without a top for three days. (laughs) And, And whoever, you know, pretty much the baby was always on my chest but if they had to take the baby to do something or whatever my boobs were just out there for the world to see and I did not care who saw them you know and and I understand that's a little bit different because it's a medical environment and they're used to seeing all that kind of stuff I actually think my husband felt more uncomfortable with it than he did because yeah he was kind of staying with me you know for the few days and I could tell he was kind of like aren't you gonna cover up aren't you gonna do something I was kind of like I think this is very free fantastic I like it you know um because it takes a lot of energy. And just last night, we had some good friends over the house. And again, we're we're in our own house. And these are friends that we've had for a long time. And my son, my newborn, needed to nurse. And, you know, I, I wanted to be respectful because I wasn't quite sure how they felt about the whole breastfeeding thing. So my intention, you know, was to kind of cover up. But I didn't do it right away. And my husband was like, you better cover up. You got to cover up. And I'm like, first of all, this is my house. You know what I mean? Yeah. These are our good friends. And I still was going to cover up, but it was like, you know, I was trying to get the kid latched before, you know, I threw something over my shoulder or whatever. Yeah. But um, so I think my husband has more of a problem with it. Than <laughs> I I'm more free for all now. I'm like, you know what? What you see is what you get. <laughs> you know, it's actually really quick. I just want to share a funny tidbit. My my best friend and I had our second, well, my second and her first together. You know, we were both pregnant at the same time. And I would nurse Mila again without covering or anything just because, you know, like Keegan, I was over it. You know, I was done with that. I just, you know, my priority was to keep her happy, feed her. Other people, they could look away if they needed to. Anyway, so she always said, when I breastfeed, I mean, I'm going to I'm gonna cover up more. I'm going to be more, I think she said, I, I, I forgot the word she used, but I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> Once you get comfortable with it, you're not going to care anymore because yeah. it just puts more of a burden on you. I'm not uncomfortable and you shouldn't be uncomfortable. Anyway, a month later, she's, you know, breastfeeding free for all. So <laughs> I just thought it was Amazing funny. how our opinions change, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then a, another thought that I was thinking about when I was thinking about questions I wanted to ask you all to offer these tips um, was napping. Because I remember that I did not nap as much after my first child was born um, because we spent a lot of time just relaxing and things like that. But then I remembered that one of my favorite things was actually looking forward to those naps after my second was born because I was so much more tired because mm-hmm. we were going and going and going with the first. And so what I would do is I would lay my older one, you know, Ben in bed with us and Ben would go take his nap and then I'd bring Ryan in and I'd nurse Ryan and then I'd move Ryan over to the, you know, the co-sleeper. And then all three of us would just take these monster naps for like two and a half, maybe three hours. If we wow. were, so- Yeah, I know. It was awesome. But <laughs> I found that the napping and kind of having that coincide with the nursing schedules and stuff like that was just so helpful. And so did you find that, you know, you ended up nursing more with your, once your second baby was born? You mean napping? Napping. Did I say nursing? I meant napping. Yeah. Like, did you find that you were kind of coordinating napping schedules and nursing schedules and things like that? Not me, unfortunately. I, I, I mean, I was very tired and I still am very tired, (laughs) but, um, no, I would use that time to shower, get ready, yeah. 
clean. I know I shouldn't. I wish I would have napped. But no, I used the time to, I was like, oh my gosh, you're asleep. I, I can, what can I do? <laughs> Usually I would just sit on the computer and like read my email and Facebook. But <laughs> <laughs> It was still your time to do whatever right. you wanted that is to, true. right? That is yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah, it was the same as Valley. I I'm I don't like I'm not a good napper anyway, but um yeah, I, I there was always I always felt so behind on so many other things. Well, and also at the beginning too, because I was so stressed out about how to manage the two children together, I used the nap time as the reset for the next activity. Yeah. So I would use that to get snacks packed and the diaper bag refilled and get the stroller out into the car and map quest where I or whatever I was going to go so that when my son woke up from the nap, I didn't have to be trying to do that in addition to nursing and getting him fed and all of that stuff. So, so yeah. no, I wish, but no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm finding that I need more naps and that um, I think – I think this last week I did take a couple naps during the middle of the week, but my husband also took some time off to help me with the newborn. So if he wasn't there, you know, I, I always feel so torn because you guys are right. Like you want to get stuff done. Whatever that stuff is, you want to have time to get it done. You need to have some me time. Well, so what final tips do you have for moms who are managing an, a breastfeeding newborn um, with a rambunctious toddler in the house as well? I think Letting go of expectations is really important. Um, being more flexible, especially with the other things that don't have to do with your kids. So the cleanliness of your house. Um, yeah, when you do things, kind of becoming more flexible with your time. If you can just give yourself permission to let go of those things and not worry that someone's going to judge you for it um, or judge yourself for it, I think things will go more smoothly just because you've kind of lowered the bar for yourself. Um, so I would, I mean, there are lots of things you could do, but I think generally that's a nice, nice thing that anybody can implement. I think for me, you know, in retrospect, going back on the last, you know, almost 11 months is that I think the baby, the newborn, you know, is happy as long as she's close to you or he's close to you and nursing. I think that honestly, um, now that I look back on it, the priority needs to be the toddler because they're mm. taking in so much. And as long as the baby, the newborn is nursed and happy, I really recommend baby wearing for this because the, you know, the baby's going to be happy and content in there. And just giving that attention to your toddler because you'll notice less tantrums, less fits. A happier toddler means a happier house, <laughs> <laughs> you know, a more relaxed mom. So definitely what Keegan said about just focus on your kids forget about if your house is messy if you're messy <laughs> as long as everyone's happy that's that's way more rewarding than a clean house so Absolutely. yeah my advice goes along with your guys's and that is to live in the moment as much as possible because they're only newborns for a very short period of time yeah. and then you know and then they're toddlers and then they're you know the whole process starts over again and so um yeah whether it's and i'm kind of a neat freak too so this whole parenting thing has been really tough on me because mm -hmm. you just i i don't even like it when stuff in my house doesn't match my woods don't match or whatever and i'm like so suddenly i have this bouncer that's like this bright green color does not match my wine decor <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm going crazy on so many different levels. But um, <laughs> but then I have to take a step back and just be like, you know what, though? I mean, this is a very precious time. My kid does not care that, you know, my house does not match at times. And that's fine. And he likes to play with his cars. And his cars are all over my living room floor. And, yeah, it drives me crazy. But, you know, it, it's creating a, a better environment if I don't freak out about it. And yeah. if I just kind of roll with the punches, so to speak. And so uh, I'm really just trying to live in the moment and just appreciate the fact that they're kids and they don't care about the stuff that I care about and they're happy. And that should be my primary concern. Absolutely. Roll with the punches. Definitely my motto. That's just how you have to be. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, ladies, for your insight into how to manage a toddler while breastfeeding a newborn. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Before we wrap things up, here's Amber McCann talking about the best online breastfeeding resources. Hello, Boob Group listeners. I'm Amber McCann, an international board-certified lactation consultant and owner of Nourish Breastfeeding Support just outside of Washington, D.C. I'm here to answer some of your most common questions when it comes to finding quality breastfeeding resources online, such as, so, I read a great book about breastfeeding. Is the author online? I am crazy, crazy lucky to have had the opportunity to meet so many authors of the books that were my favorites when I was breastfeeding my own children. I can tell you without exception, they're wildly normal people who took their experiences as mothers and turned it into an opportunity to support others. One such author is Nancy Moorbacher, author of Breastfeeding Made Simple. And as much as I love her book, I love her blog even more. You can find it at www.nancymoorbacher.com. That's www.nancymoorbacher.com. She has a way of taking the latest breastfeeding trends and research and turning them into blog posts that make me say, oh, now I get it. Her recent blogs about the effects of swaddling and the impact of free formula samples in the hospital have been particularly insightful. She also shares of her personal experience as a lactation consultant and also as a new grandma. We are lucky in my profession to have people like Nancy who are committed to supporting breastfeeding mothers, even in forms of media like blogs and Facebook that weren't around when they started their careers. Check out www.nancymorbacher.com. Again, that's www.nancymorbacher.com. Thank you for listening. I'm Amber McCann, and I'd love for you to check out my website at www.nourishbreastfeeding.com for information on my business and a little bit more about where to get connected with great online breastfeeding support. Or join me on my Facebook page. It's www.facebook.com backslash nourish breastfeeding support. And if you have a great online breastfeeding resource you'd like us to know about, please send me an email to amber at nourishbreastfeeding.com or share it on the Boob Group Facebook page. Be sure to listen to the Boob Group each week for more fantastic conversations about breastfeeding and how to find great breastfeeding support. 
Thank you to all of our listeners. I hope you'll visit our website, theboobgroup.com, and our Facebook page to offer your advice on how you managed your toddler while breastfeeding your infant. If you have any questions about today's show or the topics we discussed, call our Boob Group hotline at 619-866-4775, and we'll answer your question on an upcoming episode. If you have a breastfeeding topic you'd like to suggest, we'd love to hear it. Simply visit our website, theboobgroup.com, and send us an email through the contact link. Thank you for listening to The Boob Group, because mothers know breast. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of new mommy media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey mamas, don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.